0: the meta and welcome to Pokey Rogue TCG. Your place for rogue decks, news, and acting like a dick. My name is Nick. And with me is my co-host, Austin. Let's get into our
1: second episode. If you're gonna be saying my name, man, you gotta say it cool. Don't say it like, oh, what's this guy's name? <laughs> oh, man.
0: Here's Here's myself and, oh yeah, this
1: guy. Yeah, I mean I want you to say if you're gonna do it, be like, and with me, my co-host, Austin. That was that was cool. Yeah.
0: That was so much cooler. And with me is my co-host. And I go like, I'm gonna put an effect on it, like an echo, and go, <laughs> Austin.
1: I mean, I know everyone misses what's up, guys. It's Austin. <laughs> so what's been going on, dude? Mm. All right, so I got to do it. There is a woman at work, and I won't say her name, but you know the person that like just can't say anything right? Like they're just slightly off, and it just pisses you off. I mean, we do that with Pokemon names, but like, yeah. All right, so there's Cat6 cable. She says Six Cat. (laughs) Okay. You have a VPN, which is Virtual Private Network. Uh She says VM p the completely wrong letter in the wrong order. Yeah. And today, which just threw me off, put me over the edge, mm-hmm. was she wanted pink toner for the printer. This woman's been working in an office environment for 20, 25 years. It's not pink. It's magenta. And I just <laughs> fucking lost it, man. <laughs> Did you really? It. In my like to my coworkers, not to her. Yeah. So then I say, you know, you can say like pink instead of magenta. Well, I said pink, vice, magenta. And then she said that I was infringing on her religious rights because she didn't like the word vice.
0: She actually said you were infringing on
1: her religious rights because of the word vice. Vice, using it correctly. In case vice means instead of. She realized, besides. yeah, I mean, yeah. Yeah. I explained to that her and she said, well, I've asked you before not to say that around me. And I just said, you're so dumb. And I walked away. So
0: <laughs> did you get a talking
1: to? No, I'm good, <laughs> man. No. So my, my equivalent, he left. So now it's just me. And mm-hmm. so now I'm just like, I have like elevated privilege almost. It's <laughs> like, I can't, I can't do anything wrong because they don't want me to leave. Yeah. So no, I, yeah, <laughs> you're so dumb. And it just drives me crazy. So anyway, when she like walks out of the room, I said, yeah. Yo, yippee, yo, yippee, eight uh, six cat in the in the his house. That's like a name. You say that really? Yeah,
0: <laughs> I, d- cat, I do understand like what you're saying though about just people saying things wrong. It always drove me crazy. This is the one that always got me is when people say XRL instead of an XLR cable. Yeah, that one gets me like for for microphones, like if someone says XRL instead of XLR, I know sore Mm -hmm. thumbs going to understand what I'm talking about, like, but that that bothers bothers me.
1: You know what else gets me? What? Um, There's like an actual word for it. But when people say ATM machine, Uh you know what they're actually saying when they say that? What? They're saying automated teller machine machine because the last M. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's already
0: that's already the machine. Yeah,
1: yeah. So, makes sense dude <laughs> And it's like that just sounds like i'm being an asshole mm-hmm. but like i i've let her know like very cordially like hey it's it's cat six cable um you're in marketing you should you know say these things correctly like it, it matters so i've given her professional courtesy and then she's still getting it wrong so i'm just like oh, what the fuck so it just drew me up a wall man and i i just had like <laughs> I literally was like, I need to have a fucking drink tonight after that. So yeah, well, you, are, you on, are you drinking? Are
0: you drinking in this episode? What do you got? You got your whiskey?
1: Yeah, yeah, my, yeah I got my Missouri-made um, whiskey.
0: I'm drinking some cherry wine.
1: Oh, that's that's um that's a choice. <laughs> anyway, man, that's been me. I've been all right. What have you been up to? Um, working, doing that
0: shit, and uh, trying to fit some time into test out decks for peoria and man it's hard dude it's like you're you're constantly in circles because there's so many decks that are performing at least good that it's hard Mm -hmm. to like really understand like what to go with you know like i've been testing everything from mew2v union to a new leafeon to blissey uh started messing with Gudra. Uh, different, the our rogue deck of, you know, the previous week, that box deck. I've messed with uh, Aerodactyl a bunch, which is actually going to be our rogue deck of today. So, you know, I've messed with like six or so decks and every one of these decks I mess with performs at above 60%. So it's like, it's hard to really narrow, but none of them is going like 90%. There's no like definitive clear choice. Like every single deck I play. would
1: be playing it, man. What? 90% would mean it's broken.
0: Right. (laughs) That's the problem is nothing's completely broken. Like every single one of these decks. So I'm still like, I still got more to test. And then I, I think like, you know, tomorrow is... Well, tomorrow's like, I guess, the check-in stuff for Peoria. So tomorrow night, I'll figure out what the hell I'm playing. Like, I'll go to my hotel, and I'll play for a few hours because work will be done for the week. So I'll go there. I'll play for another two to three hours. Just bring all my cards with and figure out what the hell deck I'm sleeving up the night of. But, you know, there's choices. Like, hey, they all seem to be okay. It's just a matter mm-hmm. about what the the matchup spreads look like. But, uh, yeah, besides yeah, that's,
1: that... that's the. And that's the hardest part about, like, it's picking your deck before you go to a regional. That's that's the largest and most, probably the hardest part of the game. And the most important part is taking the right deck and the right deck choice. So. Right, because
0: a lot of these, I mean, they could be great. It's just what your matchup spread's going to be. Like, you have clear matchups that are, yeah. are significantly better. Like, I was playing Leafeon, man, and Leafeon against, like, every new deck was dominating but it was still getting like these weird little matchups or older matchups that it had trouble against but like it was doing great against most of the brand new meta mm-hmm. but then it had some other ones where it's like oh no like if someone plays like a mill tank, i'm fucked or you know
1: yeah and that's not even that old that's still on the back of everyone's mind and it's still happening well, like <laughs> so i did a little bit of pokemon i have been taking a couple weeks off i've just been busy with school but saturday the family was out of town and I was like, fuck it. So one of the local stores here, they they do a thing. up the last Saturday every month. They basically just do like they teach everyone how to play different card games. So I was yeah, the Pokemon yeah. guy. And um, it was awesome. And so the guy, I was like, I want to buy some packs. He's like, I'll tell you what, like you can have a pack, you know, buy a couple of packs. And then he gave me a really good price. And I got another mm-hmm. pack on well, the last pack that the shop owner gave me. I pulled the alternate art Garatina V. Yeah, I saw that picture. Yeah, and I was not even excited about it. I didn't even know it was worth so much. That's how like really? out of the loop I am about what's seeing. it I currently like, worth? Uh at the time it was two hundred and twenty dollars. That's fucking bonkers, dude. Like it's probably it may have dropped, I don't know, but I traded it in for roughly a hundred and eighty dollars sore credit yeah. right then and there.
0: You got the katan, dude. Did I didn't see any pictures yeah. of the katan. The 3D. I, I, the 3D I ordered, Catan. He ordered
1: the Catan for me. Oh, he ordered
0: it for me. you. Okay. I thought you grabbed it that no. day at the store, and I was disappointed nope, that the nope. Discord didn't have pictures of it.
1: No, no. It's going to happen. But anyway, man, I think the first time I'm going to play it, it's going to be with you. It's going to be with you, man.
0: Oh, man,
1: dude. If you want to fucking. Sound
0: yeah that'd be great if you would have came to peoria we could have just played katan in the in the motel
1: <laughs> yeah we could have both just lost day one and been like, it's okay. it's okay
0: <laughs> it's okay let's play 3d katan
1: <laughs> i'm looking forward to it man i you know so i was so happy to get it and it's uh, fucking yeah, awesome dude. so i got a big pool sweet dude well, well guitar, it's, it's time
0: to actually talk about pokemon so let's go rogue
1: i went rogue i just had no hope i
0: really had to let shit go had to rise i went boast till i find my pot of gold
1: six cat <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay so this week's rogue deck i've been messing with this for about a week or so now and it is a lost zone aerodactyl deck i haven't seen mm-hmm. anyone play lost zone aerodactyl like actually play against me using lost zone aerodactyl or play in any relevant tournaments and it's surprising me because it's actually a pretty good deck. Like, I've played it with probably, I'd say, above 60 to 65% on the ladder. It, it does what it needs to do. I guess if more people play Arceus, then it'll be fucking really good. Now that we've seen a dip in Arceus, it's not meeting like 70, 80% numbers like we may have had in the past, but it has a lot of good mm-hmm. matchups. So, uh, what we got here is three Aerodactyl V. Three Aerodactyl V-Star. Let me actually pull up this card quick just so I can see the very specific stuff. I don't want to say any wrong information. Okay, three Aerodactyl V, three Aerodactyl V-Star. We got uh, four Comfy, two Sableye, one Cramorant. This is the one from the Lost Origins. Same thing with the Sableyes. One Manaphy to protect our bench. And that's all we got for Pokemon here. So we're running that typical Lost Origin comfey engine where we're using comfey's ability to look at two cards take one put one in the lost zone scooping it back up keeping that moving so we can get some cards in the lost zone to pull off some shenanigans so the main attacker here is aerodactyl v-star this is who we're trying to get out he's pretty cool he's got a uh, attack for three energy one fighting two colorless does 240 damage and puts three cards in from the top of your deck into the loss zone so some of the benefits about this card right away is first of all this is a fighting pokemon so if you're facing off against any of these fighting weak matchups this is your just like instant ko you're going to just rip through any arceus decks and a lot of decks are starting to pair arceus with new cards like arceus Gudra, arceus shadow rider Arceus and Taliyad, Arceus Pikachu. We got all these Arceus variants. So while it looks like Arceus is taking a dip, it's also being sprinkled into a lot of other decks. So it's going to one-shot your Arceus. It's going to one-shot Blissey's, which I'll talk about later because Blissey's starting to make a return. So that's pretty awesome. Besides that, putting three cards into the Lost Zone is incredibly helpful. Because if you've done a Comfed, typically on your first turn as an attacking Pokemon, you can get four cards in the Lost Zone with Comfey already. Then you do Lost Dive, and you put three more in the Lost Zone. You do another turn of Comfey and maybe your Supporter, where you're putting some cards in the Lost Zone. And now you got 10 cards in the Lost Zone, and you can start using Sableye. So 240, right? It doesn't sound like, besides Arceus, you're not one-shotting most cards but you can play choice belts with them to get to 270, and then you can fix all of your math at the same time using Sableye. Now, besides that, your weakness is grass, so it's a good weakness to have. You got 260 HP off the bat, still pretty good. It's not easy for people to pull off. You do have a V-Star power, Ancient Star for one colorless. It says until, the Pokemon, until this Pokemon leaves play, it gains the ability that has the effect you're a opponent's Pokemon V, except Aerodactyl V-Star, have no abilities. So if you have a turn where you're not ready to attack, you can just shut Mm -hmm. down their abilities until this card's gone. Like until it's not from the active, until it leaves play. So you might pull it off, maybe they don't knock you out, maybe they don't hit you even next turn, and then you hit them back They're still not getting their abilities. It's holding them back from multiple turns. The other thing I like about it is this V-Star power is an attack, not an ability. So you yourself, as an Aerodactyl player, can also play Path to the Peak in heavy numbers. So it's going to affect a lot of decks without hurting yourself. Now, this attack that does 240 damage is one fighting, two colorless, meaning you can play it with double turbo energy. So if you go first, you could attach manually and then next turn, double turbo energy and start hitting for 220 right away with that damage reduction, which is great because 220 compared to like 210, that allows you to start targeting any regular V Pokemon before they evolve. So if you go first, you can take a commanding lead, taking out like the Chirums, You could take out um, Palkias, Arceus Vs, of course, because of the weakness, but literally any V Pokemon out there you can take out on your first turn if you go first. So besides that, as we go into the trainers in the deck, I'm playing four escape rope because we got to switch between these come phase. One Pal pad, two bosses orders, one Marnie, four quick ball, one Rihan, one Roxanne, one Clara, one air balloon, two level ball, four scoop up net, Four of that Colress's experiment where we look at the top five. Take three, put two in the Lost Zone. Just accelerates our ability to get to the Lost Zone quickly. Four Battle VIP pass because in a Comfey deck, we want to start off with as many Comfey as possible and we definitely want to get a couple Aerodactyl out. Two Poké gear because, you know what? We wanted some more chance to get into the deck and grab those Colress's experiments or some of these other supporters since we're not playing an Inteleon engine we do have a low supporter count. We need some things like Pokegear, and there was room for it, so I used it. Besides that, three, three path to the peak, a high path count, because with this deck, you just, if you, almost every matchup you play against is playing relevant abilities. So if you start with a path, turn one, like, that's fantastic. You can just slap that sucker down, fuck up Mew, fuck up uh, Palkia, Kyrams. It's, it's a great thing to have. And then one copy of Mirage Gate, which is that item card that we can use that once you have seven cards in the Lost Zone, you can then play this item card from hand to attach two different energy from your deck to your Pokemon. Pretty awesome, so we're not relying on this like other Lost Zone engines do instead this is just a thing to use later to set up another aerodactyl but it's not going to be how you set up your first one typically this is just Mm -hmm. here to set up the second aerodactyl so your first one is going to be a manual attachment double turbo by that point you should definitely have the cards in the lost zone so then you can mirage gate get this Again, another one set up. Not that you need to, but hey, you know, it's pretty nice to get some acceleration somewhere along the way. And if you don't get that acceleration, we got things like Raihan. And of course, we got free attackers like Cramorant, which once you have four cards in the lost zone, you can swing for 110, try to get a quick donk at the beginning of the game. I had some nice donk wins, which is always fun going second. And of course, Sableye attacks for only one energy, which is also very good. As far as the energy go, we got two psychic energy. Those are really just being used for that Sableye, which is why I'm playing Clara as well. So if I have a Sableye out and I attack and it gets knocked out, I can Clara the energy in the Sableye right back into hand to continue that process. So once I've attacked with one Aerodactyl, maybe two attacks with an Aerodactyl, the goal is to start pivoting into Sableyes to finish off all of my math and take a bunch of knockouts really quick. Hmm. besides those two psychic energy you got four double turbo energy to enhance that chance of getting that double turbo on the aerodactyl i have not had a game yet i've played it about 12 matches i haven't had a game yet where i couldn't get double turbo as soon as i needed it because comfy is good like mm-hmm. you actually go through a lot of cards like you you literally might draw eight cards from comfy's in a turn which you get through the deck, you know? So I've definitely been able to get those double turbos and then four fighting energy because we need one to use the Aerodactyl and then, you know, we get them back from things like Raihan as well.
1: So that's it. Yeah, go ahead. Sorry, what I like is, uh, you know, the rule of thumb we always say is that, like, if you need one copy of a card, play two. Yeah. But you made it sound like you need one copy of double turbo energy, but you're like, I'm going to play four. You know what I mean? Yeah so
0: right like a, <laughs> well it's like it'll set up your other aerodactyls too you know in the future yeah. like it definitely Ended, comes yeah. in handy but you might as well play four because you need to get it how else are we going to find yeah. it you know right. it's kind of like battle vip pass like we we just want to get this stuff out so you might mm-hmm. as play might as well play four it's not a bad thing and then you got less mirage gating to do i mean if you pull off one mirage gate that's why i'm only playing one if you pull out one Mirage Gate successfully, you mm-hmm. really don't ever need to use another Mirage Gate because you're playing you're double turbos anyways. Like, yeah. And then you're going to be yeah. playing Sableye.
1: Mm-hmm. So as no, far as, I really like it.
0: Yeah. Sorry, and I'm sorry. Okay, thing, yeah, wanna, go ahead, interrupt
1: forget, me. <laughs> you have the Clara, or the Clara, as mm-hmm. you said, which is cool. But I only see like one way that the energy would go away. If you manually retreat, it would be one. And then the other would be if you quick, the, quick ball the way the psychic energy. Because everything else you're doing is going to the loss zone. I just yeah, want to say yeah. that. So put that. out. Just put that out there. I mean, Clara is good to get... But it's more they get the Sableye out and if you quick yeah, ball yeah. the
0: Yeah, it's to get energy. them both. Because you don't need the yeah. Sableye early game. Sometimes you have yeah. to get rid of it. So you don't need Sableye at the beginning of the game. However... Yeah, it's gonna get knocked out I'm playing a couple of them but sometimes what I found is like I might have to like I might have to attach a psychic energy to an Aerodactyl with a Mirage Gate to Mm -hmm. get my numbers in the right place like maybe I can't afford to have that 20 damage reduction or something so maybe or I'm just forced to do it like I need an energy to attach like I have to do it so I can set up something else in case I don't get a double turbo so those moments where like I've had to attach one there and it just it'll go not to the loss zone when it gets knocked out you know But more Clara is just getting back, getting back Sableye, but also getting back Cramorant because hitting for 110 again is nice in the matchup against Lost Box. So when you play against a single prize Lost Box deck where you're just hitting Cramorants the whole time, it's really nice to be able to hit them back with a Cramorant. While also setting up your Aerodactyl, because they they might be able to hit you first, but now you can start like hitting them with Cramorant, setting up your Aerodactyls. And Aerodactyl, I want to point out, in the Lost, in that uh, that matchup against the Lost Box, they have to three shot Aerodactyl. That two sixty is just enough that they're three shotting Aerodactyl, and that gives you what you need in the prize trade to win in, in that matchup, which is one of the most heavily played matchups.
1: Damn, yeah, that's. That's so bad that it has the three shot at 260 Pokemon. Or you said 250, right? 260. 260, 260 for Aerodactyl. Okay. Yeah. Awesome, yeah. hmm. man. I got to point out, while you were sitting there and you were explaining at first, I was looking up the prizes. and We always look at the Pokemon cards. The most expensive of the Pokemon cards uh huh, is 62 cents with Aerodactyl V-Star.
0: Is that really only 62 ten- cents right now?
1: Yeah. On TCG player. That's fucking
0: wild. I mean, like, it, it is a deck. It totally functions yeah. like a deck. I don't get why people would ignore it altogether, especially when it one-shots things like Arceus.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's together. Uh, yeah. and it's got it's got a way to fix the math at the end with the Sableye.
0: Yeah, I, I like, like it. I like the, the Sableye.
1: <laughs> it uses the Lost Zone gimmick. You know, it's yeah. a gimmick.
0: I, it's I, I like, like it. that you don't have to rely on mirage gate it isn't like you're waiting until you get 10 cards in the lost zone to use sable eye and pull off mirage gates left and right no you start swinging turn two if you go first like with double turbo energy you start swinging for big numbers
1: it uses all the lost zone stuff as like a little spice a little tech there yeah i like it and you you've brought this card up. I think it was probably like two or three months ago. You've, this has been on your radar for a while.
0: Yeah, so. I knew this with Sableye. I knew had to have some synergy because I feel like okay, well, it's either hitting for weakness and it one shots, which is great, or it just misses. However, missing and putting three cards in the lost zone has benefits. You know, like. It's hard to get yeah. 10 cards in the Lost Zone quickly when you're not playing Aerodactyl. Like, I've played against so many of these Lost Boxes that it's taking them three knockouts until they get the 10 cards in the Lost Zone. But with this, like, I don't have to lose three prizes to and get 10 cards sorry. in the Lost Zone.
1: And that's why you you literally capitalize on the fact that you're just missing by playing the fork escape rope. You're like, slap, get out of the way. You know, slap, get out yeah. of the way then exactly. you exactly know, like you don't give a shit what you're hitting
0: yeah you're i just, just want to like, hit something big that's it i want to hit yeah. it i don't want to knock it out yeah. because they're going to knock me out sableye is going to come up and then i'm going to take four prizes at the same time maybe even maybe even five because maybe they mm-hmm. have a sobble down and two v stars that i just missed and now I come in there with 12 damage counters and take five prizes all at once. And then I'm like, okay, go ahead. Take my Sableye because I'm going to Sable Sableye, back out with an energy and win the fucking game. So
1: <laughs> yeah, you heard yeah, like it here it. first. You should be playing Aerodactyl. So what's your win percentage, man, on the ladder and elsewhere?
0: I've only been playing on the ladder. So ladder has been above 60. Yeah. I haven't looked at exact. I just know I'm above 60. Yeah. Because I right. know I've, I know I've won at least six to seven games out of like the ten or so I've played, so something around it's there. Badass. And like the, so, and the losses are, you know, they're kind of obscure things. I think I I lost one game to uh, Shadow Rider. Mm-hmm. I lost one there. Yeah. But you know, its numbers are just so fucking high.
1: Um what's holding you back from taking it to Pearya? <sighs> Probably just not
0: not like I haven't played this one as much as other things. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm not like completely sold on relying on Lost Zone because I like to have the control of more Intellion engines and stuff. Like, that's the only thing. Like, I'm so nervous after playing Intellion stuff for so long to let go and rely on something like a Comfey to to find what I need. It makes me
1: nervous. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know know how there's like COVID babies? We're like... Shady dealing babies, you know. <laughs> right. Like, <laughs> like it, we it's, grew, like
0: <laughs> mathematically, it's doing what it's supposed to do, and it's winning in a good range, but I'm like, I oh, don't know. Like, I don't have the ability to grab what I want when I want it.
1: <laughs> yeah, so you just you just leave it up the fate. But I mean that's what everyone else does, man.
0: Yeah, true. If I if I felt strongly that a lot of people would be playing Arceus, then mm-hmm. I would absolutely play. Like if I like if that was before this um this new set dropped, and people yeah. were playing RCS at like thirty percent, thirty five percent, then I'd be like, okay, yep, hundred percent going in. I know everyone's playing RCS. but with RCS taking such a step back, like i, I can't I think, capitalize on the weakness.
1: I think you could expect to see fifteen to twenty percent RCS,
0: yeah,
1: yeah, I, I would I would say that's pretty comfortable. And you know, braun, or anyone you know, like fucking that likes to crunch the numbers of the meta game. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. I I 15 to 20 percent RCS.
0: Yeah. The other thing that's too, not, is and I don't, that's not
1: including that's not including yeah. the variants.
0: I don't own any Aerodactyl cards at this moment. So if I was gonna try to play this, I would have to source all of the cards the day of. Oh yeah. That's and play stressful. it. So I didn't. I did not purchase them at the time when they came out because they were much more expensive. When mm. I had the opportunity to buy some of them, it was like day of release yeah Had someone had some singles but at that point like nah paying seven bucks
1: a v-star like i don't, I don't know yeah i got yeah, a- i paid i paid 50 cents for a v-star so i bet i got a 2-1 line already for and i've got it for a dollar so. did you really Plus my local shop yeah my local shop he's just like man quarter man 50 cents you know how people like buy both <laughs> yeah he's yeah like, yeah eh, yeah eh, 50 cents yeah he's like do do a buck for this Yeah, it's like a $4 card. Yeah, I'll do a buck. Yeah. (laughs) So. Damn, man. Well, it's cool, dude. Let's get
0: into some. It's time to move on. Let's get into some tips and tricks.
1: Hey, man. Why don't you fucking listen occasionally? You might learn something. What tips you got for us? All right, man. So the clock says I've got eight minutes. So will you give me eight minutes to sell you a card that at first glance looks awful? I will give you 1 minute and
0: 39 seconds.
1: Go. All right, here I go. <laughs> so have you ever wondered why most every card has a plus symbol, you know, next to its attack? Have you ever wondered that? So wouldn't it be Rogue as Hell, the play one that has a minus symbol? Oh. <laughs> right, right? Yeah. Well, you've given me a minute and 30 seconds. I think I'm already at a minute, so I'm going to keep going here. <laughs> so anyway, you had me sold, so sold from the last episode on dropy V. V. The so awesome card that I was like I saw it at the store, and I bought four of them for fifty cents <laughs> total. Four and fifty cents total. Well, right next to it was this hidden gem Drapion B Star, and they were marked at only twenty five cents each. So I what bought the that fuck? shit up. <laughs> I know, man. So Drapion V-Star. I couldn't resist. I could not resist. I don't know if I'm going to do this. So anyway, Drapion V-Star. It's a really awesome card. It's a V-Star Pokemon. Obviously, it's dark, 270 HP. Has an Mm -hmm. attack for two dark and one colorless Energies. does 250 damage, minus. It does 10 less damage for each damage count on. And so why this is so cool is because all of a sudden heal cards... Heal cards, you know what I'm talking about? Become equate to more damage, and they heal your Pokemon. That's pretty fucking cool. How many cards yeah. How many do you know that a heal card does more damage? I don't know of any others. I mean, there are a couple, but you know. Furthermore, we got the Hazard Star V-Star ability, and basically, I, I don't have time to read all of it, but basically it's like once during your turn, you can leave your opponent paralyzed and poisoned, and the, they take three, three damage counters instead of ten. That's fucking cool. Once so anyway, every turn? Paraly- no sorry once per game because it's okay v-star. yeah it's, v-star, it's a v-star Star. Like, okay, okay right hold here, right up on hold up day. but but anyway i know i got an awesome price on them but for you can get the v-star for about a dollar and you can get the v's for 50 cents on tcg player fucking cheap but anyway we can pair them with radiant sneezler Hisuian Sneasler sneezler from lost origin and this is cool because it has during pokemon checkout, has an ability it does two more damage counters so you pair that together you're doing five damage counters with the poison just for the v-star ability furthermore you can play it with something silly with like um, the fucking, not the Slowbro V, but the Slowking V, Glaring Slowking V from Chilling Rain. And I know I'm over my time. Just bear with me, guys. Bear with me, guys. But for a Dark Energy and a Colorless Energy, it has a, an attack called World of Ruin. So as long as your opponent's active Pokemon is still active or whatever, it's just it's just knocked out. That's It's just fucking knocked out. So, so here we go, guys. Here's the Wombo combo that I want to sell you all on. Here, here we go. You're going to do Hazard Star with the drape gone v-star you're going to paralyze them you know they've already taken four prizes three prizes preferably four yeah it doesn't matter four or three it doesn't matter leave something on the active you're going to play roxanne you're going to punch them you're going to leave them with two cards in their hand then you're going to play you're going to do um what's the other thing you're going to do path to the peak so they can't do anything to get out of it they're fucked right so they only got two cards they have no abilities you're going to hit them with world of ruin and then game motherfuckers that's it that's then i'm gonna leave it right there man
0: Wait, what the hell is World of Ruin? I'm I'm trying to.
1: World of Ruin is a Galarian Slow King Visa Tech for Dark Mercos- Oh, Slow King.
0: Okay, you have a picture of yeah. Slowbro. Oh, there it is. Okay, the cards are the Sorry. Yep. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Yeah. Isn't that just fucking crazy? I'm just saying, man. I'm just saying.
0: <laughs> I
1: mean, hey, that's a that's a lot of steps. But that sounds rogue. That's <laughs> pretty cool, man. But it's not that absurd, right? So here's not as good as. How a combo. are you getting you the have- rocks
0: in right when you need it?
1: It, it doesn't matter, man. You're fucking. You, the rogue. Playing four. The rogue, the, do it. I don't give a shit. The rogue gods will be in your favor, man. They're like, fuck, you're playing You're playing Drapey on V Star. You deserve a little extra luck. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, fucking, it's give and take here. So you you're- play something fucking cool like Drapy V Star. I'm just saying, man. I picked up four of these. Bitches. I played. I picked up a four-four line because I was like, I want to play Darkrai V-Star. Well, the shop didn't have Darkrai V-Star, so I settled for this. And then you know what? I don't <laughs> even feel like I settled. I don't even feel like I settled, man. For the price that I got them at, and for the price you guys can get them at, they will look damn good in your binder until they rotate.
0: I was saying, you definitely look like you have balls when you play a card with a minus symbol on it. I mean, come on. No, but I
1: do want to <laughs> talk about it a little bit more. The Drapian V is like really relevant. We talked about it last episode. If you want to hear more about it, Nick talked about it last episode in the Rogue Deck of the Week. But there's some there's some potential here, you know. Like so, if they like you put an energy on it and they hit you for something big, but they don't knock yeah. you out, you're like fuck it, it's just an energy card, whatever, and you move on. You try something else. I don't know. I like
0: yeah. it. I like it. I think it's worth Remember playing it? with. I mean, the like I like your point about. While you heal, you also increase damage. Because let's point, let's not lose sight of the fact that it does 250 damage, which is a hell of that's, a lot of damage. Because with a choice belt, you do 280, which one shots every V star.
1: You don't even need a choice belt. You got the fucking V star ability, man, because it does three well, damage. you have to do
0: the, your V star. You can't do that every turn. You can only do that know, once, once, Austin. Stay with me here. I know. Once, I
1: know, and that's why that's why I have the glaring slow bro V this is a card from battle styles
0: you're gonna have to keep pivoting into that guy
1: Uh, fuck it man you know you have a three retreat it's it's worth it it's worth it if the risk is where you gotta risk it to get the motherfucking just play the choice belt or play the Choice Belt, or be fucking cool, man, because you can play Glaring Slow Blow and Glaring Slow King in the same deck and be a bad motherfucker, man. While you're at it, man, play Glaring Slow King V-Max for a dark and a colorless yeah. energy, 10 damage, and just 12 more damage accounts. Fuck, you're already playing the Sneasler, man. Just fucking play yeah. a Dark Box, man. I'm just saying, Dark is the way of the future. I'm yeah. saying this is the time to start playing Dark. Get you some Dark Patches. Just fucking When, just 50 c- dark, when these cards
0: attack. are 50 cents apiece for V-Star, this is your time to do it.
1: Does fucking pick them up. Man.
0: And you know I'm just saying if your opponent has to lift
1: up every card you play to read it, that's winning. You're fucking rogue. That's fuck yeah, and you're fucking rogue because you're already in their head mentally. Yeah, they don't they know, don't what the know what's happening. On. Right. So anyway, it's a good option. I don't like Samurant V, you know. I'm just saying, I don't really like Samurant V. I think if I were to play a deck, I would play that extra energy cost. You can play a double turbo energy, who gives a shit? You know, like you'll be firing away. You don't give a shit because guess what you're doing, man. What does this guy do again? He's already doing less damage. What's twenty less more damage? Fuck it, man. Yeah. Like Drapion V-Star does not give a motherfucking shit. Like this is a this is the card. I'm telling you guys. And guys, I have a weakness. If I see anything that I can just buy a playset of, I'll just do it. I don't give a shit. <laughs> like, <laughs> like no questions asked. It's yeah. like, oh my god, this is a terrible. This is Heatran V. Heatran V-Star. It's a four-four line. Well, fuck. It's a playset. You know, might as well. So I'll that price, I mean,
0: think of all the shit you could blow a dollar on, you know? It's like,
1: whatever. <laughs> yeah, like, I don't give a shit. Like, it's awesome. I have a 4-4 line for pretty much a dollar. Like, that's fucking awesome, so.
0: Well, awesome, man. Those are some nice tips and tricks. Get them while they're cheap. Get them
1: while they're hot. Get them <laughs> while they're hot, guys.
0: It's time for some Fuck the Meta.
1: Good morning, you too. Good
0: morning.
1: Got your results back, and, uh, Uh, I'm sorry, but the test was positive. You're a basic bitch.
0: Doctor, there has to be a mistake.
1: Well, unfortunately, no, your uh, symptoms are completely in line with other basic bitches. You're into scented candles, you order your bagel scooped, and then you own a picture frame that says family on it. It's my fault she's a basic
0: bitch. I gave you that friend's box set for Christmas. Mm -hmm.
1: Actually, she's been basic for quite some time now. Lucy, do you have any idea when maybe you first came in contact with all this basic shit?
0: (laughs) Okay, man, it's time for some Fuck the Meta again, the segment where I talk about what's going on in the meta so we remember that we need to fuck them by not not playing what they're playing and letting us know the relevant math about how these decks are actually performing. So I'm looking at here a late-night series tournament the most recent one took place just two days ago on the 27th of september had uh nearly 450 or so players so over the 400 mark of players man these things are getting big pretty big sample size and here's our top 16 we got uh cram lost box in first place taking the whole thing a blissey taking second place Uh. i said i'd be talking about blissey Here it is. We have a Arceus Gudra taking the third place spot. Palkia Kyrum in the fourth place. Mew in the fifth. Shadow Rider taking the sixth place. Then Giratina. Giratina seventh and eighth place. Palkia Antelia in ninth place. Giratina again taking the tenth place. Then another Arceus Gudra taking the eleventh place. Giratina again in twelfth place. Zorark in 13th place at Zorak V-Star. Blissey again in the 14th place. Palkia and Talion in the 15th place. And another Cramorant lost box taking the 16th place spot. Okay, we got some new faces in the data here. And I like got the- re- some old ones too, We got man. some new ones and some old ones. And I love what I'm seeing, dude, because I'm seeing some old decks that are affordable breaking through, and we're starting to see it solidify about like the best way to play different decks. So our lost box. So we had two of them make it, But it was the most played deck of 64 people playing it in the tournament. So two made top 16 out of 64. That's 3% roughly of Lost Zone box decks making it to top 16. Pretty small numbers from uh, the Lost Zone box, which has been like the most popular deck everywhere. Giratina had an uptick this week with 4 out of 48 players. That's 8% of people that play Giratina making it to the top 16. Not bad. I guess they're starting to figure out a better way to play it. These lists are very similar to each other. So if you're interested in playing it or you're interested in trying to beat it or plan for it, you're going to want to start taking a look at these new Giratina decks because they're starting to become more consistent. Now we have our Blissey. Blissey's our old staple. It's been around for a while. It's always had some
1: moments of performing well, but Blissey... and I'm sorry, guys, you yeah. even featured it on Rogue Deck of the Week way the fuck back.
0: Yeah, we've had a lot of Blissey decks. Well, I don't even know the fuck that was called, but that was the original Metal Transfer Blissey, where we were transferring metal in. With...
1: Yeah, yeah. So I'm Something saying, like though. that. I'm saying, Very old you episode. Heard you heard you, heard, you heard it here yeah, first. Yeah, it's Who probably in that? the
0: archives of Pokey Rogue at this point. It's probably not even available to people anymore, but there was a Blissey deck featured here first. So anyways, Blissey had only seven people play it. But two of the seven took the top 16 out of 400 some players. You gotta like those numbers, dude. You gotta like them. Two mm-hmm. out of seven is 28.5%, roughly, of people that played Blissey made it the top 16. And you know what's happening in Blissey now? You know you make Blissey mm-hmm. better? You play three Mil Tank. <laughs> I'm yeah. serious. That's what's happening. <laughs> pl- so, listen, last. Last week, I was testing Mewtwo V Union, and I took out my Canceling Clones and started playing without them. Because I'm like, people aren't playing Miltank anymore. And now Blissey makes a comeback with three Miltank. Nobody's playing Canceling Cologne anymore. And Blissey is capitalizing on it. So these new decks are going to have to figure out a way to start playing Canceling Cologne. And the problem is that these Lost Box Engines don't have the ability to just search out Canceling Cologne like the Inteleon decks did. So when they need to knock out a Miltank, they don't necessarily have the ability to just knock it out. Now, Giratina's V-Star power could knock it out because that is an effect of an attack, not necessarily the damage from the attack. However, Miltank uses a big parasol and get through. Mm Mm-hmm. So, besides the Blissey making that 28.5%, we had Arceus Gudra, which is now the way to play Gudra, apparently. This was by far the most consistent way to play Gudra in the tournament. 15 people played it, two made it to top 16. That's 13% of Arceus Gudra players making it to the top 16. And I'll talk about some data later about pure Gudra decks, but no pure Gudra decks made top 16. Most of them didn't perform even close to this. So if you're going to play Gudra right now, it looks like the best way to do it is actually Arceus Gudra.
1: You stop doing that, man. You're just saying that shit so you can fucking play Aerodactyl. You can try and sell (laughs) Arceus.
0: Play lots of Arceus Gudra, everybody. (laughs) Next is Palkia. Regular Palkia and Teleon. Two people made top 16 out of 38 players. That's 5% respectively. Of the Palkia players. Not too great when you consider how many people played it. Then we got Kai, Ky- Kyrum, whatever the fuck it is. One Doesn't person matter. made it. You know, one player made it. They got to the top four. You know, really good run for them. But 56 people played that deck. And this is what we keep seeing with that deck. Is these huge numbers of people playing it. With only moderate success from a few players. So 1.7% of players of that deck made it to top 16
1: is it like Andrew Mahone like sitting here backing this deck like is he making videos on it like some some like major everyone OP just thinks it's great I don't
0: I don't uh, know why I think I they just what I think it is is it's Palkia players who got bored of playing pure Palkia and Teleon because that that is boring as fuck I mean pure Palkia and Teleon, mm-hmm. that's that's horrible so they started
1: yeah, it's worse than RCS teleon
0: yeah, that's that's it's terrible, dude. Like I don't want no one wants to do that. So they're like, let's play with the new toy. So they're trying it out, but it's just not working consistently enough as just playing a pure palkia deck. Next we have Mew. Mew made a downtick today. One made it to top 16 out of 54 players. That's 1.8%, but here's the thing. Mew made a huge uptick for a while and a lot of people have started putting the Drapion in their deck. Drapion, rod, things like that. So they're getting the Drapions back and I think people are going to plan for Mew. They know that if Mew is not put in check, Mew is fantastic in the current metagame. So players are going to start planning for those Mews, and we're going to see less Mews make it. I mean, 54 people played it. It was a heavily played deck. Third most played deck in the tournament. Next up, we got that Zorark v star one person made top 16 out of 17 players that's five percent and then lastly a shadow rider again and i mentioned this on the last episode because we had a kind of a lone player at that time made a top 16 as well playing shadow rider and it's it's doing it dude shadow rider can make it to top 16 consistently when you start seeing the, the same deck make it multiple times with very few people playing it you gotta have some faith in the Shadow Rider. So hopefully people kept their Shadow Rider cards because they're I mean, they're cheap as fuck right now, but if it actually wins something, maybe they'll be expensive again. I don't know.
1: I've got mine, man. You I've got, got yours.
0: Had. You bought it from yep.
1: me. I did. <laughs> Dude, I, I remember where I was at when I was like, I don't care. I'm gonna buy Shadow Rider <laughs> Yeah,
0: at I remember pre release
1: prices. And I didn't do it. Yeah. I bought single strike instead. And god damn well, that was a mistake.
0: <laughs> so Shadow Rider had one person make top 16 out of six players altogether, so that's 16%. Our top percents were Blissey with that 28.5 in first place. Shadow Rider with the 16. Now keep in mind only six people played it. So those numbers are gonna be kind of skewed, very small sample size. I will say Arceus Gudra is definitely a much better representation. 13% of people making it to the top out of 15 players, so that sample size has increased, looks pretty good. Those are really mm-hmm. the three that I'd be focusing on right now as like well-performing decks. Blissey, Arceus Gudra, Shadow Rider. I mean, those numbers yeah, are...
1: But, but if I may, yes. people are going to be taking over Blissey. Like, Blissey is going to take off, and Blis- next week we're going to see a lot... Of- Blissey is one of those things that people are drawn to. And so the next week, even at Peoria, not maybe Peoria, but like in the next uh, late night, like you're going to see an uptick of bullseys, but you're going to see a poor performance still. So like, these yeah. are people that like who play these unexpectedly, uh-huh. you know, like these, they're making a very calculated play. And they're, I would say, yeah, they're the yeah. Upper I, could see that. Players, so, I could
0: see it, but you, you, know. you know what? I would say that next week following Peoria, we'll probably see whatever happens at Peoria affect right. the online scene more yeah. than anything else. So whatever the results are, Peoria is what's going to happen. Now, if Blissey takes it at Peoria or makes a top 16, then we'll probably see a lot of people coming out and playing it. I've been playing this Blissey with the three mil tanks this last week, and it's it's good, dude. It's, it's a good <coughs> deck. I like it. What I like about Bless the me. Blissey is that when you get hit by a lost box, you can literally just heal the damage they did to you with the potion mm-hmm. and then discard the double turbo. So like you can just nullify a lot of other decks damage. And then you can pick it up with Sharon's care when they don't one shot you with the Garantina Cause you got the Cape of toughness on it's, it's pretty nice in our current meta. So beside that, I have more data. So that's our percent of what, you know, what percentage of people that played it to actually making a top 16. Now I was kind of curious about, um, so ne- actually, before I get too far ahead of myself, next up, just what was the overall win percentages by some of these different decks? You know, the overall of how many people played them, how many wins they had, how many losses. Um, mm-hmm. Some notable things here is that Cram loss box is 45.9% win rate on Mass. Yeah. So, overall, with all those people playing it, 172 wins and 198 losses there, like, it's not a top dog performing deck it did win the whole tournament but there's definitely yeah. some sense of luck and a caliber player that has to be there with the right amount of luck because if it was simply just a broken deck we would see a lot more of them making top 16
1: right and just so everyone knows like typically you should expect a deck every deck should be forming at 50 percent. that is an average well-performing deck and yeah. anything above 50 is pretty impressive. And but like so basically, but you're trying to see how close if it's under 50, you want to see how close it is. And 45 is, you know, it's down there a little and, bit. Obviously, yeah, when we compare like it to a lot
0: when we compare it to a lot of other decks in the tournament, it's way down. It's one of the lowest yeah. right. in, in more heavily played decks, anyways. So besides that, um, you know, Mew fell, like I said, Mew fell very hard, 45.8%, right down there with the cram. And that's, again, people are teching against Mew heavily. Giratina making itself back up to 50. Uh, Hisuian Gudra, this is the pure Gudra deck. No Arceus using the Comfei engine. That one performed at 47.78. However, Arceus Gudra performed at 58.65.
1: That That was the the most winningness deck in the format.
0: The highest winning deck of the whole tournament was Arceus Gudra. So it had multiple top 16s, and overall, most players who played it performed very well. So those 15 players that played it performed very well. Now, it's possible... That's day day
1: two numbers. That's day two numbers right there.
0: That is day two numbers. So if we look at this data, Arceus Gudra looks like a day two type of deck. Like, with a good player playing it... Arceus Gudra looks like you you could get day two. It, it might happen. Because you need some sense of luck. You need some math on your side to give you the little edge. Now, Blissey, Blissey only had those seven players that played it, but it still maintained a 54.10% win average. So again, one of our other highest decks uh, besides that, another high one was actually RCS Flying Pikachu. Didn't make top 16, but they did come out with 56%. And Shadow Rider, six people played it, also came out with 55%. So pretty good records. So record. that
1: means those are also Day 2 decks.
0: Yeah. yeah, those are also Day 2 possible decks looking at this current spread. So yeah, as I look at this, I see Blissey as a possible pretty safe Day 2 deck. Flying Pikachu, Shadow Rider, and... Man, the RCS Gudra dominating with that 50, nearly 59%. Like, that's some serious success. You can't tell me that all 15 of those players are just, like, pro-level players. Maybe they are. Yeah. Maybe maybe they're all playtesting for Peoria. I don't know, but
1: I need to do some playtesting. They they let their secrets go too quickly.
0: Yeah. I need to do some playtesting with RCS Gudra myself and see what it's about. I have it built. I messed with regular Gudra some, wasn't in love with it, but I need to try out the RCS Gudra and just see. Because I have the cards for it. If I really like it, I could play it. I've always looked at Gudra and thought it was cool. It's the style that I would like. But I have to like the deck I'm playing. I have to feel have fun doing it, or I'm going to just get burned out throughout the day.
1: I don't know, guys. I think Nick should play RCS Gudra. I think we just need to make that make this decision for him. <laughs>
0: Okay, so now I want to look at the matchup spread for some of these top decks that I just discussed, like Arceus Gudra. And matchup spread is, I'm giving you data about what it's winning against and what it's losing against. This is what this is what you came here for, guys, to hear about what the decks are that are doing well and how do they lose. So, Arceus Gudra, throughout the tournament, its best success was against matches like Arceus Giratina rcs pikachus i'm looking at ones that had pretty like higher numbers and then the of those were 100 success rates and then we start moving into some of these higher played matches like uh sableye comfy decks lost zone boxes it did have a 71 point some percent win against lost box that's very important to have that kind of a success rate against lost box because lost box as we saw here was the most played deck I feel like people will play it. It is, people think it's a good deck. So, having a success rate of 71% and some change is pretty nice. Against Palkia Kyrum, you also had a 68.7% success rate there. Win rate against that deck, also highly played. Uh, then it gets to some other ones that are lower. Like, you're still hitting 60s against Reggie, 67% against Dialgas, 66% against the and Gudras you know those weren't heavily played but then Giratina is an important one the pure Giratina deck it actually came out 62.5 percent win rate overall throughout the whole tournament of all people that played Giratina matchups that's good to know another heavily played deck Mew Mew Genesec coming out at 58.3 percent that's still good all still favorable so what are you actually losing to Palkia and Talion pure Palkia and Talion is your the one that you have the most trouble with and it's like 43%. I like, guess yeah,
1: that's not terrible, same bad. No. No, your I mean, like, worst that's...
0: your worst matchup is a little bit in their favor, like a
1: 60-40. But your are Gudra is the way to go, man.
0: But most of these matchups are clearly in favor of RC's Gudra, so and it makes sense. I mean, it's you hit with the RC's, you could pick up the RC's, you set up the Gudras and you're going to town for the rest of the game and The world of goo. True. (laughs) True. So that's how Arceus Gudra did. Now Blissey matchup spread because two Blissey's made it. So we got to look at, well, how is Blissey making it to top 16 still? How is it doing it? What is it losing to? Okay. So Blissey wins to Shadow Rider, wins to Zoros, wins to some Crams, some Dialgas. As we get into Palkia Kyrom... Blissey came out with nearly 78% almost, 77.7% win rate against Palkia Kairam. 73% win against that Lost Zone box, uh, Palkia and Talion, 66.6% win rate, Giratina, 66.6%, Arceus Gudra, it's favorable for Blissey, actually, in this matchup here. For the couple, they didn't get many there, so I didn't discuss it on the previous one because it was so few matchups. But the so mm-hmm. few matchups that Blissey had, which was only three, it did win two of those three. Besides that, it starts trickling down. So the lo- the bad matchups here for Blissey are kind of the, the rogue matchups. Mm-hmm. Like, as you look at this data here, you kind of leave the world of relevant matchups and Blissey loses to things like Reggie.
1: Reggie's It loses to
0: Eternatus. It loses to Vickaville. It loses to this other deck with the rogue symbol.
1: It loses the ties. I want to meet, I'm sorry, I want to meet the guy with the dick big enough to fucking play Eternatus in modern day. I still see people play it every tournament, dude. Fuck, like, it's just like, just let go. Just let go of the past.
0: Yeah, it loses to pure Hisui and Gudra. So, I mean, the stuff it's losing to is all kind of irrelevant where, where you have a bad matchup. And the stuff you have a good matchup against is relevant. So I don't yeah. know, man. Blissey looks like a pretty safe deck. It looks very safe. If yeah. you play a lost zone box, you're probably going to win. If you play mm-hmm. a deck that doesn't have an answer to three mil tank, you're gonna win. That, that's literally it. If it's a single prize deck, the single prize deck can't do enough damage to Blissey to make a difference. And if it's a V Star V Max deck, they can't get through three mil tank. So I see why people are playing it. It makes sense. For now. For now. <laughs>
1: so Blissy th- just pisses people off, man. I'm just saying. Yeah,
0: I don't. let's see, man. I have all the cards for it, and they're already sleeved because I was playing it the other weekend. So oh, like, God, I already God. like I have some practice. Not with not a ton with the three mil, mil tank version. I've done that like a, just the like, last couple days. But I have experience playing blissey so I feel like I could be a I could, be a it, I could be a Blissy player. I could be a blissey player. I could get behind the egg.
1: You're not a fucking Blissey player. Now, I'm telling you, right <laughs> now. you know you're not a Blissey player. And if you play Blissey, we're not going to do an episode next week.
0: <laughs> what if I play Blissey and make day
1: two with Blissey? I'll tell you what. You can get Glenn from Belgium on here and you can do an episode with him.
0: You're like, I'm not fucking like, talking to a play. Blissey player.
1: <laughs> anyway, what else do you got? Okay.
0: Uh, Last note I had here just to point out is Shadow Rider. Because this is not the Shadow Rider we're used to. This is a Shadow Rider Arceus. This is how
1: I play Shadow Rider. You play it with Arceus? Yeah, I've been playing it since fucking
0: Oh, well, there you go, dude. You're ahead of your time again. Way too ahead of your time.
1: I'm always like...
0: So this is a... What they're doing is a 2-2 line of Arceus... And then like a 3-3 three, three or so of Shadow Rider. Oh, I don't
1: I don't play it that way. I play a 4-3 of Arceus. You got to go in ball. No, the
0: they're not doing time. it. Dude, this dude yeah. keeps fucking winning, man. Talk to this dude, okay? Maybe you gave him the what idea did. playing against him. Oh, I, him certainly, the-
1: did, I <laughs> certainly did, and I certainly did,
0: But I just want to point that out. This isn't like a pure Shadow Rider deck. This is, again, an RCS combination with Shadow Rider that's performing very well. So
1: if that's Does something- he play Pumpkaboo? I'm sorry, man. Does he play Pumpkaboo? Yeah, he does. Yeah. You, you, oh my! He, he, totally fucking listen, man. He's totally, he's totally on my shit That's man. what people do, dude. They just
0: listen, like the slacking deck that played yeah. at the fucking Baltimore, man.
1: Yeah. And did it like I didn't say anything about slacking.
0: That was a deck I featured like
1: <laughs> a couple episodes ago. Oh, you? That you? Yeah, featured. I okay. featured it. Like uh, fucking... we were talking about. We were talking about me.
0: <laughs> I'm just saying, people steal our decks here, dude. It's like we're putting know, out dude. a fucking podcast about rogue decks, and then people steal them.
1: Well, you, you know what seems to be the trend? is like people are listening to our shit from six months ago, and then they're playing it, and then it's doing well after, like, our you know our mentions have fallen out of relevance. I'm
0: just saying. <laughs> we need to just like, tell people bad ideas.
1: Yeah? You think so? <laughs> you know what a bad idea is? You know what a bad idea is? What? Oh, dude, I was about to just say something, like, content creator go like go watch them but i'm not gonna do <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay man well that's all i have to say with data if you're tired of hearing me talk about percents then uh we're gonna move on so don't worry it's time to get into some rogue radar
1: Jack, if you're listening, will you please dub us a new broke radar track? Because it's this shit's as bad as me hearing Six Cat and call Magician. Just
0: When you do aside. it though, can you put that little Pika Pika
1: sound like on repeat? I mean, whatever, man. <laughs> whatever. It just makes it fucking. I want that little Pika Pika
0: to be a vocoder effect that's happening like with some keys
1: just over and over again. Oh my god, fuck that. <laughs>
0: Okay, All man, Rogue right, Radar, new cards or new product? What are you talking about today?
1: All right, this come, This one's coming out in the next set, and it is an Unknown V Pokemon. It's I don't know what it is,
0: man. I don't know what the fuck How it is. All
1: right, man, end of segment. we got to leave it right there. <laughs> <laughs> We're talking about the Pokemon Unknown V. It's pretty cool. It's pretty short and sweet, but it has an attack for three colorless energy. If you have one prize card remaining, I don't know what exactly it's going to translate into. If you take that prize card or if you just win, I don't know what it is, but it's just like an auto win. So three colors of energy, unknown B, you win the game. If so you that have sounds... what?
0: One, one prize card remaining?
1: One prize card remaining. And we've seen this all the time. You yeah. know, we saw it with um, those Ultra Beast Pokemon. Plus Cephalon was one, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. GX, GX, um, Maybe Katana B, like it's it's gimmicky and it's like, well, what the fuck do I, you know, like need this for? You know, like I can just knock out a single prizer. But then it's like, well, you need a boss and a Pokemon that didn't just get knocked out and then have a single prizer to win the game, right? Like, so that's not always guaranteed.
0: Right. They're gonna try to not show. give you a single prizer, right? They're gonna try to force you right. to take a, a two
1: prizer. Right. And then you're hitting something big and healthy. Say you just pick a big, you know, knockout, and now you're hitting the fresh V Max. Like it's hard. it's harder than it sounds to take one prize card. So, I really like this. And three colors energy is a little rough, but you know, we've got a card to help us along the way. And that's going to be, let's see, what where is this guy? It's going to be the new trainer that came out, Thornton. You know what? Are you familiar with this supporter? I am not, no. So, this is an existing one. And so, what this says is choose a basic Pokemon from your discard pile and switch it with one of your basic Pokemon and play. Any attached cards, damage counters, special conditions, anything stays in play and all you know and they just remain on the pokemon so you get the energy so say you accelerate something else and then you just put this guy on and there's other ways to get energy on it but fuck it yeah i don't know i think you know earlier i was talking about drop drapeon v-star and the super wombo combo i think going out in style is the way to do it like if you're gonna win worlds or if you're gonna be on the featured cam you gotta fucking do it with some style and i'm saying unknown v is the way to do it man Just be like, fuck it. I'm not going to knock anything out. I'm just going to take my price card, bitch. Like, just fuck off. So I'm just saying. (laughs) It's interesting. There's a V-Star that does something, too. I think it's along those lines. That makes it, it may be like two price cards and you have to use your V-Star ability. I don't know. But still, that's really good. I just want to talk about the V because I like it, man. I like the idea that's like, I need, all, I need all the help I can get to get that last prize card. You know, people always talk about how they lost <laughs> by one prize card. Yeah. Like this, is, this is your chance to take that one prize card in life. Just take that last prize
0: all card. All the underdogs. <laughs> yeah. All the underdogs you came one prize card short. Yeah. You were the this last one picked in dodgeball. <laughs> they stole your lunch money. Play the unknown. Take the prize card you deserve.
1: Take the prize card of destiny. Just
0: do it. I mean, I like it, dude. That's, I really like the idea with Thornton. I could see it being played. I mean, people play things like Slowbro from Celebrations, you know, with your opponent has only one prize card left. You could take two prize cards. You know, Oh, sim- that's
1: fucking good, man. I got a 1-1 one, one line to my binder right now. Do Just you? Just waiting for that moment. Just waiting oh, for yeah. that moment.
0: Man. Oh, it's played in decks. I mean, you could play it. You could play a Zoro box deck or something. I know.
1: I know, I know, I know. I'm just waiting for the perfect moment. The
0: perfect. Okay.
1: Hey, when are you available to hang out next, man? (laughs)
0: Like in person?
1: Yeah. Are you coming here? I'm going to do a sight unseen slow, bro, man. You're not even going to see it. (laughs) It's going to hurt. It's going to hurt your feelings. It's going to be
0: in such an obscure deck that it doesn't belong in either. (laughs) I don't know how it could be sight unseen because you're going to have to play the slow poke first. And then evolve it into slow pro.
1: I'll find a way, man. So well I'll just fucking cheat, man. I'll just cheat.
0: That seems to be what people do in these regionals these days, right? Just fucking cheat. That's what everyone's doing.
1: Yeah, just fucking cheat, man. Like next episode, we're gonna tell you guys the best ways to cheat. I'm gonna tell you my favorite ways to cheat. (laughs) And then Nick's gonna tell you yours, his, you know. We're just gonna do it. We're going to let you guys know. We're cheaters here.
0: <laughs> yeah. No, we can't say that anymore, dude. Like, there's legitimately a lot of people cheating right now at regionals getting caught. You can't talk yeah, about being a cheater up. anymore. It's just... Like, it's like a legitimate thing. People are fucking cheating. And I always mm. knew they were cheating. I always knew. You can't be that good all the time.
1: Dude, you Luck know, can't always be I on your suspicion. side. I know someone that has easily... I know hands down. I would... I would, I would bet this bottle of a, a Missouri-made, handcrafted whiskey. that oh. there's a guy out there, a well-known one, that has cheated. I'm not saying to get where he's gotten, but he certainly has cheated in a sanctioned event. He's just got that demeanor, man. I'm just saying. Yeah. I'm not gonna say his name. It is a he. And I think we're on the same page here, man. I'm just saying. Yeah, for sure, got man. Got fucking cheater written all over him.
0: <laughs> well, dude. Oh. We've come to the end of this episode. If you made it to the end of this episode, we greatly appreciate you. Please take a second and give us a five-star review. Pokewoe wants to hear from you and build a community together. Hit us up with your thoughts about rogue decks, misplays, and how to avoid being a dick when playing Pokemon. As always, join the Discord. Link is in the description.
1: That one's gonna take you a little bit, man, but you'll get it.
0: I'll figure it out. I don't know. That the out the closing outro wasn't made for those lines specifically. So I might have to
1: reorganize some lines, but I think so- you should do something. As always, join the Discord. That's the only way to get a hold of us. I don't know. Something along those lines. like something mean. Something mean? So, something like, mean.
0: As always, join the Discord. Fuck off. Have a terrible week. I hope you have a flat tire on the way to work.
1: No, something along <laughs> the lines of join the discord. We will not be monitoring our inbox. So don't even bother messaging us on Instagram anymore. I don't know. Something along the lines. Like <laughs> <laughs> you just hate that. Uh, you
0: just want me to keep mentioning that the Instagram has gone.
1: Like, Who had done it's Not gone. We're it's done with there. the Instagram. It's dead. No, there one of these days we're going to get an intern. And they're gonna manage our Instagram for us. <laughs>
0: yeah,
1: that 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 is that is the goal. That is Pokey Rogue's end goal. We're gonna we get, we get an intern, intern and give
0: him like college credit as an internship.
1: <laughs> <They> <laughs> give
0: me our, our high, a high schooler, a high school intern, <laughs> getting his his hours.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Just give him a couple codes a week. You get five <laughs> Pokemon codes for Instagram post. <laughs> <laughs> not even it's like chilling rain not even
0: a <laughs> one. no fucking battle styles man just like, <laughs> just like, oh boy i pulled a single strike urshifu
1: <laughs> so anyway if anyone's interested in being our intern message us on the discord because we are not moderating our instagram
0: or okay Facebook, have a good week everybody